Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Dairy Brothers Tribecast, a podcast for diehard Cleveland Indians fans. Presented to you by WaitingForNextYear.com. Now, here are the hosts, Matt and Todd Derry. Well, same old Guardians. Uh, not a lot to uh, show for the last week. Playing against very good teams and possibly the two teams that we'll see in the American League Championship Series. Losing two out of three to Houston. Losing three out of four to the Rays. We welcome you to the show. A lot to discuss. Thanks to our friends, of course, at WaitingForNextYear.com and our sponsors, the Center for Advanced Dentistry, Dr. Ben Hornstein and the crew, and, of course, BreakingTea.com slash Dairy Breaking Tea t-shirts. Matt and Todd with you. New name change this week, Todd. A very exciting week, uh, capped off by some pretty unexciting, if that's even a word, not exciting, baseball. And, um, boy, the the reality kind of struck this week playing those two teams. What's with the negativity, bro? Come on. So negative. I'm here to talk about Tristan McKenzie's good outing yesterday. Ooh, yeah, all right. Oh, yeah, Ernie Clement at the hot corner making plays and coming up with So hits. is Ernie going to be playing third when uh, the Tribe trades Jose Ramirez this week? Uh, sincerely, John uh, John Paul Morosi and John Heyman. <laughs> John Heyman is just, uh, he's up all night just praying the Indians trade uh, J-Ram and Bieber and, and just clean house. He he hates us. I, I We talked about this briefly last week, but I mean, these we all know that these certain guys get used by teams to put stuff like that out there, you know, just, just to, to, to start you know, dialogue, I guess you could say, but this team's not trading Jose Ramirez and Shane Bieber. <laughs> no. I mean, come on. It's right. Why, dumb, why would it's they? The dumbest well, thing, it, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I mean, truly. I mean, when, when that, when the Morosi thing that was put out, and I guess we'll jump right into this. When the Morosi tweet was put out, it was completely unsourced material. It was like, well, the Indians could trade Jose Ramirez. And then a second tweet, the team to look for, is uh, the, the Mariners. It, it was completely unsourced. It was something that was not going to happen. It, it just, it, it's just irresponsible to put that stuff out there because then it gets legs and people talk about it and it's crap. Well, I mean, you know, I, usually I like the Pope. Uh, we've asked him to come on the show. He said he would at some point. Um, he did not return my text from last week. Um but th- this because he saw your tweets. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't blast him. I, I I think it's like you said, it's not sourced. It's speculation. Um, and to be quite honest, anybody that's around the team knows that the Indians have a very friendly two more years after this of, of Ramirez's contract. If a minority owner were to come in, I think the first move they would make is to try to extend Jose. He likes it here. And there's a 40-man roster log jam with a lot of good young players coming. So adding more good young players 
in a deal with Ramirez, which be, would be probably a one for three or one for four or whatever, just creates more of a logjam. And just because they lost on Saturday night to the Rays and, and dipped to the 500 mark, whether that's acceptable to some fans or not, not to me it's not, um, that doesn't mean a sell-off's coming. You know, that, that, that's, that's short-sighted. And with all the injuries and everything else, I, I, don't, I don't buy it either. I'm with you on that. Yeah, and you know there are, and we can get into this, but there are pieces to sell. But you're you're not gutting. You're, this is, we're not the Pittsburgh Pirates. You know we're not we're not trading our best players with many years of control. It's just not going to happen. I mean, it'd be one thing if this team was you know thirty games under five hundred. I, I, I would consider it. But when you think about the fact that you still have those big three starting pitchers who are under club control and make next to nothing that are going to be in this rotation for years to come. And you're hoping that this year was a development year when guys like Tristan McKenzie or, or Mejia or Quantrill, you know, and, and you, you found, you know, basically four and five that next year you can go into the, to, into the season. They, they already had said that, you know, in finding a minority investor and, and, and getting, you know, the country more back to normal, uh, and having more of, uh, of the attendance that they'll be able to spend a little bit more. They're not going to go crazy, but they'll spend a little bit more next year. You, you're not going to, you're not going to take three steps back. It's if we've learned anything about the Terry Francona era, it's that they're going to try to not only get better for the future, but try to win change, change for the future. No, but, but it, What about but threading the needle? Well, that's what I'm talking about. I didn't want to use that, 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 but that's what they're going to do. They're not, they're not going to completely gut it. And to trade Jose Ramirez or Shane Bieber or Aaron Savali is, is, is it, starting a rebuild. It's completely starting a rebuild, not to mention, and we'll get into it in a minute. You're going to have the new name change next year and the new gear. And, and, and you don't want to start that off on a rebuild. No, you want to be contending with the new name and, Try, and, and the new branding and all that stuff. So that all of it is ridiculous. I agree, and I think that uh, it was short-sighted. And um, look, the reason I'm a little negative to start the show is, Todd, let's be honest here. This team isn't good enough. And, and, and teams, and Hammy said this on the radio Saturday night when I was driving to pick uh, uh, Reese up from work, and it's like, you know, um, there's teams at the top of this American League, and then there's everybody else, and there's a wide gap. You know, the White Sox are really good. The Rays are really good. The Red Sox are really good. Um, Houston is excellent. And they have two young arms going along with Granky and McCullers that are just sick. You know, Valdez had a no-hitter going the other day. I mean, they've got <laughs> – that lineup is scary even without Bregman right now. So they're, you know, and then there's a large gap. And, and, and unfortunately, at the top of the second gap or whatever, or the second tier, are teams like the Yankees and us. You know, I think the Blue Jays are even in that upper tier, but at the bottom of it. But there's a wide gap. I mean, we saw when Toronto or Toronto came into town a couple weeks ago or months ago or whenever it was and smoked us. You know, their one through five is scary. One through six now with Springer healthy is scary. Our lineup isn't scary. Our number two hitter isn't a good baseball player. Like, his OPS has been under 700 for most of the season. That's not acceptable. He plays every day at a prime premium position, a premier player. That's a Tim Timmy Mac. Um, 
you know, so there you go. I mean, I want us to win. I, I was happy they won yesterday. It was a nice comeback. They play hard. You were there. Thank goodness you brought home a, a W. But <laughs> reality's starting to set in here. I mean, we can't score. You saw the lineup yesterday without Reyes and Ramirez, and I know that's two of our best players not there, but geez, I mean, this outfield situation, my God. Yeah. I mean, yes, yesterday, yesterday, Oscar Mercado was hitting fifth. I mean, right. Did that tell you? Did that tell you all you need to know right there? Truly, Harold Ramirez was in third. I mean, these, the, the amount of guys in yesterday's lineup that weren't on the team to, you know, start the season. I mean, <laughs> you know, hey, Bradley Zimmer made a great catch in center field yesterday. Again, started the season in AAA and was not is is basically a. End of his, you know, end of his Indians career here, most likely. Um, I do think that, you know, Cesar Hernandez uh, is is a guy who has gotta have some trade value, right? I mean, yesterday he had a 17th homer, it was his fifth leadoff homer of the season. Um, you know, coming off last season where he had a, a Gold Glove year, I know this year his, his glove has not been as good, but if there are any pieces to trade. I mean, Cesar Hernandez would be at the top of that list. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And you got five days until the trade deadline happens. So there's going to be a flurry of of things. Another guy that I would consider to trade, and, and, and we talked about this last week, is Brian Shaw. And 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 I know that, you know, he struggled a bit lately. Yesterday he pitched a one, two, three, uh uh seventh seventh inning, yeah. And, you know, he he's he's had this little bit of a renaissance here and you know, as he's a free agent at the end of the year, anyways. So why not deal him for a flyer and then try to resign him at the offseason? Yeah, I mean, he, he loves know, it here. He does. He loves Tito. He'll probably come right back unless someone gives him, a, you know, a boatload of cash. But but uh, that's a no. That's a no brainer. That's a no brainer. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, mean, I mean, and I know people are going to go. Yeah, who? Nobody's going to want Shaw. Yes, they will. There'll be plenty of contenders looking for bullpen help you can never have enough arms back there exactly and especially someone who's who's pitched in the playoffs numerous times uh i I gotta believe that that he there's a market for him but and the other thing is we're talking about the jumbled outfield at this point i i read yesterday that eddie rosario was just starting to uh get back and and do some some things with you know his side to kind of ramp back up at this point, do we really need to see Eddie Rosario anymore? If we're not, if we're not going to be contending, you know, right now they're not they're they're nowhere near the White Sox. Nine games out, if we'll be, they're forty nine and forty eight. Okay, for them to make a crazy jump in the wild card at this point too. I mean, Tampa is in the, is is in the wild card lead right now by four and a half games over the next closest team, which is Oakland. Tampa's 60 and 40. Oakland's 56 and 45. They're 11 games over. I mean, the Indians are. One game know, over. No, 56 and 45 would be 11 games no, over. And no, you said the Indians, and I said the Indians are one game no, no. over. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was saying the A's were 11 over. The Indians are one over. So the the Indians are. And for them to even get to that wild card spot, they're behind Tampa, Oakland, Seattle, New York, and the Blue Jays. So it's it's probably not going to happen. I think we can all see that the rest of the way should be about playing the kids and learning what you got. And because of that, I don't think there's a market for Eddie Rosario because he's hurt. But it wouldn't surprise me if they just flat out designated him for assignment at, at this point. Wow, DFA him, huh? How about that? Honestly, 
I mean, not that I, not that I love sitting here and watching uh, uh, Oscar Mercado and, and Bradley Zimmer, you know, every single day, but we, we, you know, you still got Daniel Johnson who you need to learn about. I, I think you still got to give Oscar another, you know, more of a chance. And then, you know, who, we, 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 we don't talk about it, but you know what? Who, Jordan Lucas is coming back. He's in triple A. You know, he two homers. There you go. He, he's got to come up. You want Harold out there every day at this point. So, so th- where are you going to play Eddie? Yeah. Romeo Reyes is back. Eddie, aging. He's yeah. going nowhere. There's nowhere for Eddie, and there's no future for Eddie in this organization. No, no. So why, and, keep him, why keep him around? And I was duped. You were duped as well. I mean, mm-hmm. when when that contract was signed, I remember it was a Saturday night. I texted you. I was sitting by the fireplace, and it was like, and oh, my gosh. I, lovely, elegantville, New York. Hey, so you got... Um, you know, the Eddie Rosario news, wow, one year, eight million. And you're like, oh my gosh, this guy's a tribe killer. We love him. Uh, power, speed, the whole thing. And, you know, you look back and go, huh, there's a reason why the Twins just let him go and didn't even tender him a contract. Obviously, they had Kirilov and, and Larnick and some young guys coming. Uh, or Larnack, as uh, unnamed uh, TV man Matt Shepard calls him. Um, it's Larnick. But anyway, so it's like, you know, it, it just. Made it made so much sense, and with the Indians desperate for outfield help, and a guy that just clubs the baseball, uh, you know, at the corner of Carnegie, as Tom Hanks would say, um, yeah. <laughs> you just figure it was such a great move, and he just has been a huge disappointment. Yeah, he's he's produced some runs in terms of his RBI numbers, then he got hurt, but swung through too many pitches, and is a terrible outfielder and a terrible base runner, and. We got younger guys. We need to see if they're legit or not. So you're right. I mean, if you had to DFA them, I guess they would. But you should try to trade them and get something for them. I just don't know if there's a market for him. I mean, he hasn't produced, and he's hurt, and he hasn't played in weeks. So anybody who's going to trade for him, it, it, again, maybe you it's a low-level minor leaguer, but I, I, I would deal. I don't need to see him anymore, and it's 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 – He's fine. Like I, he doesn't. You know, I, I don't think he's a bad baseball player by any means. But like at this point, like I said before, there's no future for him here. And we there's a log jam of outfielders that you need to learn about. And, and and I would much rather see those young kids play at this point, and you know, give them major league at bats. Which brings me to the next topic: these. You see who's hot on fire, hotter than baked clams in Triple uh, A currently. Oh, I'm well aware. That would be your number one prospect, Nolan Jones, who is a third baseman by trade, but has been playing corner outfield and some first base. And uh, I just get this feeling over you know the, over the last two weeks, and the Indians made this mistake before with Owen Miller, which is he was so hot, and then he cooled off, and then they brought him. Remember, he started the season, Owen Miller, at, at for 20 for 40, ripping the cover off the ball in Columbus. And then we were every every week. You and I were like, "When's he coming up? When's he coming up?" Then he went into a three for sixteen slump, and then and they, the then they brought him. him. Oh, they had to bring him because Fran Mill got hurt. They had no other yes. options. And and it was a giant disaster because it the, obviously the, didn't this, work out. This organization has made many mistakes this year, many. And, and and I know this is a transition year, and it is a learn year, and this is a we eh, five hundred year. But they they've made some mistakes. They they handled they they have mismanaged first base. They have mismanaged shortstop, and and the Owen Miller situation. You're right. He should have been up here a lot earlier. Um, it's too bad because they're not a horrible team. 
and they are in you know mostly every game and and if healthy would be better than this record that they currently have but it's it's unfortunate because to me now it appears you know who your first baseman is and god bless bobby bradley he's swung over a lot of pitches lately but yesterday really good at bat with the sack fly took it the other way i like that he hits the ball the other way with power so i think he's the guy but you know shortstop's a joke um center field still isn't fixed and like you said, now with Nolan Jones, what do you do? Do you bring him up here, put him in right field, and stick him there for the rest of the year to learn, or do you mess with, or would that mess with him like it messed with Owen Miller? I don't know what to um, do. I don't, you know, the executive producer thinks in our, in our in our text chat, the executive producer thinks we should not. We made that mistake with Owen Miller before. They should let uh, Nolan Jones play every day down there at AAA, and then bring him up for a September call up. You still have – see, right right now, Jose Ramirez is nursing that elbow injury, and they're kind of playing him DH, third base, day off, you know, and then he didn't play yesterday. They didn't – you know, today is an obvious – Monday's an off day, uh, and then you'll have another off day earlier, you know, later in the week. Uh, my thought was with the amount of outfielders they're currently carrying, maybe, you know, why not bring him up, play him at third base? This is a good cameo week. You know, give him a week. Let's see how it goes. If it doesn't work, just send him back down. Uh, but I know I, I, the problem with putting him out, out in right field is you, you want Harold Ramirez to continue to play pretty much every day. You got to give Daniel Johnson regular at bat to see if he can do it or not. Because he's one of these guys, you talked about it earlier, about these 40-man roster spots that are going to be so precious because so many of the Indians' top prospects you have to protect are going to have to be moved to the 40-man this offseason. So there's going to be those tough decisions. So guys like Mercado, Daniel Johnson, and, and Zimmer, you have to know if you want them to be a part of your future or not. Because to me, you probably won or Mercado and Zimmer, you're, you're not going to keep both of them. One of them's going to be kept and one of them's going to be non-tendered. I don't know about Daniel Johnson either at this point because he's finally starting to get his at-bats, but it's... You know, he made those two terrible plays in the outfield. Oh, what, Lord. That that basically, if, if we field the ball, which which game was that? Was That, that was Friday. That night? was Friday night, I think. No, it was Thursday. I was there. Thursday night when Johnson made the two bad plays? Yes, and I want to come back to my Thursday night game experience, by the way. Uh, uh, but, yeah, Johnson made two horrible plays in right field. He got yeah. turned around and won. Which makes and, no and, sense and, because he's normally been a pretty good outfielder, yeah. but he, he got guardianized. Yeah, that's a good one. But, but yeah, but he makes those plays. The Indians win that game, unfortunately. Uh, but you got to see what you, you got to let him play five, six times a week. He has to. So while I want to see Nolan Jones up here and getting him some at bats, maybe a cameo, if, if Jose Ramirez's elbow injury is more serious, like to the point where they would put him on the injured list, then I believe he bring him up most likely and play him at third. Yeah, I think that's the only I think that's the only way he's coming up because like you said, they've got to learn for this 40-man situation and for the future what they have in Daniel Johnson. I mean, I know he didn't he didn't start the game yesterday because it was a lefty on the mound and that kid was topping out at like 77 uh Yarborough or whatever and we couldn't touch him. Um but let him play. I don't care if it's lefty, righty, whatever, let him play. I think he'll end up platooning with Luplo once Jordan comes back up and they got to decide who goes down, and I don't know what they're going to do. To me, these guys are all the same, and that's the biggest problem. 
You know, I mean, Zach Meisel said last week on his podcast with with TJ that could could they find a taker for Bradley Zimmer, a, a, a contender that needs a defensive replacement and a guy with speed late in the late in the game. Could you imagine trading Bradley Zimmer? I don't know who would take him, but that'd be gold. Yeah, but you know what? I said this on the podcast last week. Bradley Zimmer is probably Terrence Gore. Terrence Gore is on someone's playoff roster almost every year to pinch run and play defense, and he mm-hmm. never swings the bat. He would be if you're if you're let's say uh, like you know San Diego. You know I, I don't. What about Bo- what about Boston? Or, yeah, what about Boston exactly? And you and you want package package to... Shaw and Zimmer to Boston. Now you're talking. Who are we going to get back? Uh, <laughs> Darwin off the DL? No, it would be uh, it'd be prospects. No, I know, I know, it would be prospects. I'm, I'm kidding, but but yeah, I mean, listen, I, I didn't think of it that way, but yeah, sure. If someone wants to give you something for Bradley Zimmer, I think you got to take that, obviously, too. But 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 it comes back to the fact that what you just said: all these guys are the same, and they're all fringe guys. There, there's no one in that outfield. I'm, I'm not going to. Listen, I've seen two months or three months of Harold Ramirez, and while I do like what I see, I'm not going to sit here and be like, "Well, oh, Harold's the uh, you know he's he's a right fielder. If you you got to put him out, yeah, you got to whatever." But he he looks like at least he's got that high contact rate. He he likes to go the other way. Also, yes, he's a butcher in the outfield, but he looks like he can be a major league hitter on on, on a regular basis. No question. But all these other guys are all the same. They're all, all the right, same. Right. And we think Daniel Johnson's different and that he will be better. And he's he's had the least amount of opportunities and played appearances than these other guys. He's not 28-29 like Zimmer. Mercado, I don't know what happened. I, I, have, I still can't compute 2019 being up there for rookie of the year and just smashing the baseball and hitting line drives all the time to what we have now. He's not horrible, but... It's just not It's not good enough. If we want to compete, and next year we'll talk about the name change in a second with the new name and everything else, you got to do better. You just have to do better. It's like, I, it's like I've been saying about Ahmed Rosario. We have to do better at shortstop. He, he cannot be the shortstop next year. Can't. Okay, so, okay, so real quick, we'll, we'll let you we'll – let you. I, I, I'm going to tee this up for you. So over the weekend, you know, we have our usual touch thread with uh, Matt, myself, and the executive producer, Jeremy – and Ahmed was doing Ahmed things, and Matt just said, I'm done with this guy. He sucks. I can't stand him. And and I said, you know what? I'm gonna, I, I, let's save this for the pod. Why don't you just let it all out, okay? One more time, let it all I, out. I don't want to. I, I think I already did. I just, what's there to say? He's not good enough. The Mets, who are a laughing stock franchise, okay? The Mets are a joke. Let's be honest, okay? Other than the cutesy little 1986 bit that they do, and they're doing a little 30 for 30 coming up. Oh, the 86 Mets, they're so funny. Gooden and Straw and Hernandez. I mean, they won a World Series. And Schechter. (laughs) Oh, boy. That's that's high and inside. Um, So, uh why don't, why don't we get into Chagrin Boulevard again? But anyway, so it's like, it, it just the Mets are a joke. They're a joke of a franchise. They knew last year that he wasn't their shortstop and bumped him out of there and made him a utility guy and put Jimenez up there. Then they traded both guys to us in the Lindor deal. And I said from day one, this guy is not the shortstop. I tried to say it in January on this podcast. 
February on this podcast, March on this podcast. He he's made some nice plays. He plays hard. He's got good speed, but he's not good enough. If we're going to be the Cleveland Indians that goes for it and tries to win and let's get this for Tito and, and let's continue to be a pest in the AL Central, and man, the Indians always seem to find a way to win games. I love that about us. This guy, uh-uh. Not with his under 700 OPS slapping a one-out single with nobody on base routine. That's not good enough. I want my shortstop with an 800 OPS with great range, making diving plays. Do you watch a mad when a ball is hit? Yeah, he's got he's got speed, but his range is horrible. So like I just want a better shortstop. That's it. And I want him out of the two hole. My God. Well, Sorry. Here, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. Who would you prefer in the two hole? When when you look at a lineup that is basically, you know, your other options are you know, like the other day when Jose Ramirez was hurt, they moved Zimmer up to leadoff and they're hitting Cesar Hernandez third. So my my, my point is you don't have much better than that. So, and they're trying to learn about him. So I'm okay with it. Uh, you know, he call me crazy. Ahmed probably has trade value because of his club oh, control I'm, and I'm, the I'm, fact I'm, that please, he still was please, one God. time a top five prospect in the game. And you're the Indians, and you're sitting there, and you got Andre Andre Jimenez and, and uh, Gabriel Arias, both in AAA, who could who who to me most likely will will be battling it out for shortstop and or second base next year and Owen Miller. I mean, you have all these other guys down there, so he can be expendable. I still say you turn him into a center fielder all winter and see if that takes, and you make him your center fielder next year. I know you don't like him. I think that there's value there. I think that he's decent. Yeah, decent. I, no, decent. Right, right. I mean, if that's the case, then he should have been, that's where the organization messed up, and I'm not mad at I'm mad about it. The organization that's should correct. have if Jimenez was this flashy 22-year-old that they really liked and he was splashy early in camp, I mean, they determined before they were even playing some spring games, boy, I think we have something here at shortstop. They did. They were writing all about it. Everybody was writing about it. Everybody was talking about it. They handed him the job. So that's then when immediately they should have moved him to center field. But they didn't. They waited until like two weeks left in spring training and tried it out. That's a poor job by the organization. That's all. I mean, I you want to try him in center and see? Sure. And he's still young enough, but you just said it. He was a top five prospect five years ago. You know, he's had one really decent year hitting the baseball. He had a stretch in May and June where it was like, whoa, look at this guy. Matt needs to apologize. And I sort of did, but then he's, he's back to normal. That at bat yesterday was at the eighth or ninth. Might have been the ninth where he struck out. No, he got hit by a pitch in the ninth. Oh, he got hit by a pitch in the eighth. No, it was in the eighth when he got hit by the a pitch. The eighth, That's and it was the seventh. Whenever he struck, whenever he struck out on that on that curveball at his feet, it's like, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I'm just not a fan. I'm sorry. I maybe I'm piling on. I just don't think he's that good. I think we can do better. Yeah. You know, but I do understand that this year is kind of a year where, I mean, if they tomorrow decided, all right, we're bringing up Jimenez, we're putting him at short the rest of the year, I would, I would love that. But then you're right, all right, well, where, is, where are you, you going to play this kid? Because it seems like they like Zimmer for now. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, they definitely like him for now. <laughs> I, I, and, again, I'm okay with playing these guys regularly. I'd like to see more of Daniel Johnson. I feel like Zimmer gets to play every day. Why shouldn't Daniel Johnson get to play every day? But that, that's just me. 
I'll tell you one thing. When Ernie Clements in the lineup, put him at second. Put let him bat That's second. My guy. That yeah, hit that hit in Houston that hit in Houston this week was awesome because that inning was going south bases loaded no outs Roberto strikes out Zimmer strikes out and then or no Yu Chang if it, yeah. dude that's another one I can't see him on on the field again he is such a nice man and he's posting pictures of his son I love it he's a great guy but my God I mean that guy shops at the Heinen's off Exit Four A. That's that's another guy who does not need to be on the forty man uh, after this season. No, I, no, no. Wait, waste of time. It waste is totally. Time. All right, you know what's what's, is, oh, what's well, not a waste I, of time I, is going to the dentist. We got to talk about Doctor Ben. Then we got to get into the Guardians' name. We got pitching matchups for the week. We're actually catching a break in the pitching matchups department. The 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 noted tribe killer isn't pitching against us next weekend. <laughs> all right, all right, beautiful. All right, tell me about uh, Dr. Ban and Sean and the crew. Well, I've said this many times, but it just bears repeating. If you if you need a dentist and your teeth are jacked up or you need some smile reconstruction or you just need a routine cleaning, there's only one place to go, and that's right here off Orange, uh, uh, off of the Screen Boulevard exit in Orange Place, and that is the Center for Advanced Dentistry, Dr. Ben Hornstein, America's greatest and funniest dentist, and his partner, Dr. Sean Schlissel, who, by the way, is going to be the future of the Center for Advanced Dentistry and will take the reins one day of America's greatest dentist. He's well on his way. Yeah, if you're, but, but if you guys are, are really looking for a dentist, in all seriousness, give him a call at 216-595-1710. Or check them out at cfad.net. You'll see those two beautiful, smiling, handsome devils there on the uh, on the main page, Dr. Sean and Dr. Ben. They'll take great care of you. Uh, they offer cutting-edge dental procedures and treatment options in a fun and stress-free environment. So they're all about perfection. That's their trademark. And your overall health and happiness are what's most important to them. So check them out again, cfad.net, or give them a call. 216-595-1710, the Center for Advanced Dentistry. How about BreakingTea.com slash dairy? Go, go there now. Breaking Tea t-shirts are the best. And you know what? What happened this week was huge. Cleveland Guardians have been born. It's the new name. We'll talk about it in a second. But immediately, the folks at Breaking Tea, Jamie and his crew, had a shirt ready to go. Guard the land. With the lettering, the colors, and everything else. And it's a cool t-shirt, and you can get it at BreakingTea.com. Just go there now. BreakingTea, the letter T, dot com slash dairy. That way it takes you right to the Cleveland collection. That's D-E-R-Y. And get that Guard the Land shirt. Next shirt they're going to be making, No Range Rosario. It'll be an uh, Ahmed shirt. I'm uh, just kidding. Uh, Bobby Bombs shirt. <laughs> I got one. Pretty good. I'm on a roll today. Uh, I've been waiting to do this show since like yesterday at five. Uh, how's your new show at four? But uh, uh, the bo- that's right, the Jonah. Never mind. Uh, Bobby, Bobby Bomb shirt is there. The Fronimal shirt is there. All the shirts are there. Bieber Fever, whatever you want. Tribe related. All your favorite players. Tristan McKenzie pitched his ass off yesterday. Got no run support, but I got the stick shirt. You should get it as well. At breakingtea.com slash dairy, D-E-R-Y. Cleveland Collection is right there. 
and uh, we always appreciate uh uh, I, I always get breaking tea uh, updates from uh, Cousin Matt. Uh, he's all over it. People love that site. So uh, check it out at breakingtea.com slash dairy. Uh, dairy Brothers Tribecast here on a Monday, July the 26th. Indians will play the Cardinals. Nothing like some more interleague action. Uh, that's some sweet action. Um, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, day game on Wednesday, Todd. Will you be there for that one? That's That's a no-brainer, right? I will not be at the day game on Wednesday. Wow. I, well, I'm going Tuesday night. Um, so I, my, my schedule was Thursday. By the way, Thursday's game, uh, I, I went with the great Jeremy Bilski, who was a, fanta- a fantastic wingman, who was also with me. Ironically, he was with me at game six of the uh, uh, of the 16 World Series to see my meltdown when Tyler Naquin let the ball drop in front of him. In person. He was also in the car with us uh, going home for Game 7. Uh, yes, a very disappointing uh, situation, might I add, in the car ride home with, with, with Jeremy and Steve Joseph. So, so I couldn't uh, feel – I was sitting in the passenger seat, and I'm not good at sitting in the passenger seat because I usually drive everywhere. I don't like not being right. the driver, and I, my body was just numb. Anyway. The he, driver. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. But but in the meantime, the Indians take the we 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 were up. Uh, I think it was four to one going into the ninth, or four to two going into the ninth. We were either up two or one. We were up no, four we were to one at one point. Four to it, two. Four to was, two going into the ninth. Four to two because Daniel Johnson made two horrible defensive plays that cost us two runs. One early in the game and the one later in the game. Right. Where he got turned around and he made that horrible play. So. You know, Class A pitches the eighth, and in the last out in the eighth, it's a deep fly ball to the wall, and they catch it. We go into the ninth, and it's up 4 2. And I turned to Jeremy, I was like, I don't need to be here for this. He's like, All right, <laughs> you sure? I'm like, I don't, need, I don't need to watch this. It was the old Bob Derry. You don't want to be here when we blow it routine. Wow. And sure enough, and sure enough in the car ride home, 99 blue saves. Oh, and, I didn't uh, even know you. I didn't know you left that one. All right. I knew you left when I it texted was... you. I left. I, I didn't. I didn't need to see the last three outs because I, I. I didn't need to see it. Yesterday, when I was with Doctor Borland at the game, I stayed right to the end. Got those last three outs. Yeah, because it was Manny instead. Manny, your 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 despising of 99 uh, reaches no bounds. You wanted out. And he pitched. He pitched the eighth yesterday. He did all right. He got squeezed on a couple of pitches. I thought were strikes yesterday. He's a here. Listen, he's an awesome, awesome relief pitcher. He really is. That's 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 where I'll, I'll leave it. There. Okay. Uh, speaking. Okay. okay so uh, this week, huge week for the organization. I thought they did a really good job with the rollout. Um, this PR guy here in Michigan, Matt Friedman, wrote a really good piece, and I tweeted it yesterday about it. Where he kind of said, "Hey, look, this organization handled it well. They did it. They did it right. They had the video. They they did the explanation. So now, I mean, we're going to be the Dairy Brothers. Do we call it Guardian Cast, Guard Cast? I mean, this is it. At the end of this year, it's the Cleveland Guardians. And you knew there would be a lot of national slappies and people making fun of it and everything else, and not knowing the not knowing the the history of the whole thing. But um, I dig it. I know there's plenty of people that don't know what the Guardians are." They don't know about the bridge. They don't know about any of that stuff. Um, but I like it. I, I I don't hate it. I don't love it. But I think it plays. What do you think? I also think it's fine. I, I listen. Do do I think Guardians is the greatest thing ever? No. But I 
think that it's a completely different thing than anybody else has, which I like. It's got local flavor because of the Guardians uh, um, statues on, on the Hope Memorial Bridge, which I like. It had some local ties. Uh, okay, the, the logo, uh, let, let's, let's separate the name and the logo. The name itself, I think, is kind of cool. I, I like that it's original. And I'm just happy that it's not the rocks or the rockers or the guitars. You know what I mean? Like anything. Such an old bit. Such an old bit with a guitar. Oh, it would have been so lame. And I know a lot of people, Spiders was kind of a, a uh, you know, you hate, wait, are you, you're on the anti-Spiders. You did Correct. Not like I did not like it at all. Yeah. But our buddy Anthony was, Ca- at Castrovince, he loved it. He was like, yeah. he was pulling the lever for that one. I didn't mind spiders, but I, I know a lot of people uh, that couldn't stand it and were like absolutely no spiders. So the fact that it is different and something new and fresh and it, it's not, you know, you know, I saw this on Twitter and I don't remember who it was. So whoever said it is, is smart. We can't let, let, let's not sit here and act like the NBA didn't rename a team, the Pelicans a few years ago. Okay. So I, I think I think that's a, a lot worse than the Guardians. I like the Guardians. I think it's cool. I really do. It's cool and original. And the video that they put out with Tom Hanks just it's basically really good. It was talking fire. about fire, know, fired you up, fired you up. Yeah, it, it was great. And just the way they they I think the way they presented it and, and, and props to uh, Nick Gambone and his team for putting that together. I thought it was great, and I'm pro-Guardians. I like it. When anybody – oh, and I'm sure you, like me, because we're you and I are the two biggest Indians fans that everybody knows that our friends in your circle and my circle know, I, I had, no joke, 104 different people text me and ask me. And I'm talking from a guy I worked with seven years ago uh, who I haven't spoken to in five years – Oh, yeah. You know, to yeah, I mean, to, to to Jason Goldfarb. You know, what I mean? like <laughs> the amount of people that contacted me on the random scale of uh, hundred and four people asked me. What oh I yeah, I got I got texts from people that I haven't spoken to and really don't want to for 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 years. They were like, "What do you think? What is this? Is this stupid?" Greg Hansen? Like, uh, no, <laughs> are you out of your mind? Never talk to that guy again. But I mean, like, no, that's that's low. That I can't, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. But it, it, it just no, close. But it's just like you're right. I mean, you're hearing you're hearing from people like, what is this stupid? What does this mean? You know, it's like, and I was trying to tell people, I almost just wanted to have a copy and paste ready to just send everybody. Read this, watch this, learn about it. I, I can't do an entire thing about. It. It's part of our history, bridge, blah, blah, blah. I, I think that part of it is cool. You're right about that. The G logo coming out of the baseball, not the greatest. But I like that Paul Dolan, I think it was in an interview we did with Daryl Ryder, the fan, where he said, look, we talked to our fans and our season ticket holders and others who said they like seeing that Indian script on top of the scoreboard. And so we can still do that in red with Guardians. And so there is a similarity there. So if fans thought, I love that IANS script and they can still do it with Guardians, if that's what fans like, at least they're listening to us. That's cool. I mean, like I said, I'm not going crazy over it, but I also think it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's, again, it's, it's fine. It's not, 
it, it could have been a lot worse. That's the whole thing. You know what? You're never going to please in 2021. You're not going to please everybody. And our gray, our, our gray road uniforms that say Cleveland and the blue road uniforms that say Cleveland pretty much are staying untouched. I mean, they're pretty similar. They're yeah, they're changing the font a little. Font bit, a little, and, and obviously the C, but yeah, keeping some of that tradition around so we're not this entirely brand new looking team that no one recognizes. That would not have gone over well with me. I wanted so to yeah, keep you, some. So of you, you wanted the colors to stay the same. Yes, I did. I did. Okay. Yeah, that's who we I are. It's our colors. Yeah, no, no, I, I get it. But I do think that there's a school of thought of completely changing everything. I wouldn't have minded, but they also could have come up with some complete shit color scheme or gone to the brown and orange. and or, Right, or gone to black like everybody black. has. Everybody's trying to go with black now, you know? Yeah. So um, I, I'm, I'm fine with it. I think I like the fact they're out in front of it. Uh, they immediately, you know, look, the Indians sometimes are not out in front of anything. You know, Sh- Shane Bieber, oh, we think it'll be a few weeks. And now he's on the 60-day DL, and it's going to be months. The Indians are right. terrible at telling us about injuries. Terrible. Um, but um, for the most part, I think they handled it pretty well. And they had the video. Then here's Hammy on the microphone, passing it off to Dolan, passing it off to the team president, passing it off to Tito. That was well done. That's what you need. You need to be transparent. You need to put your leadership at the top and make them visible. And here's Tito up there sick as a dog with this cold, at least out there saying, hey, look, these people did a great job. I'm all for it. Fans need to see that. If that would have waited, you know, well, we're going to do the name announcement Friday, and then we'll, we'll, you'll hear from our people Monday. No, you got to get right out, right out in front of it right away. And I think they did well. Yeah. There. I, yeah. I do. I do. And, and, and Tito is so good with this stuff. And oh, they yeah. really are. They really, you can see when they put Tito out there, he's really in lockstep with the front office and the ownership. And, and they really, it, it, I know we talk about the Dolan ownership and 95% of it is bashing, but you've got to respect the fact that everybody who works for these guys, for, for, for this family, continues to talk about what wonderful people they are and how well they're taken care of. And that means something. It really does. I mean, now, now let's win. Now it's time to win. You know, I mean, like exactly. we can talk about the name yep. change all we want, but the, the direction of this franchise and where it's going right now is in a very weird place because you've got national people, whether the Pope is dead, dead wrong or whatever with the J Ram stuff, but you got national people putting out there that we're selling off really good parts. So that 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 gets fans thinking we're gonna it's a fire sale. So, and even if they trade Cesar and Eddie, there are going to be the casual fans going, what are they doing? Who are these prospects they got back? Same old Dolans. It's like, no, when you're a team that isn't competitive enough, you, you are proactive in trying to help build for the future. You know, the unnamed team here, and they, they just got swept. That was a shame. Um, you know, they're like, well, Jonathan. They were, playing, they were playing good ball up until that. Right, they were, and they they are better. But this this notion of, well, Jonathan Scope has told the organization he wants to stay. Who cares? He's got Boris as his agent. what he wants. He's it's not a part of the future. He's got right. Boris as his agent. You think he's staying around? You trade a guy like that just because he's. it's a feel-good story and they're fun again? Give me a break. You, you, you sell. And to me, if I'm the tribe, I'm selling Shaw, Zimmer, Ahmed, Hernandez, Rosario, selling them all. You're not selling Jose Ramirez, not not a chance, or Shane Bieber, or any of those young guys. That'd be stupid. So, 
Um, I am with you. What else do we have to spe- Speaking of stupid, let's talk about those Tito postgame uh, Zooms. No, I'm just kidding. All right, let's go to the pitching matchups and wrap this baby up. Um, Cardinals coming in Tuesday and Wednesday. Remember when we, we went up against Adam Wainwright a few months ago? That was fun. He was throwing like 80 miles an hour. Yeah. He's pitching Tuesday for the Cardinals at uh, Progressive Field against Cal Quantrill. Wednesday afternoon, the lefty Kwang Hung Kim, who's actually pretty good. Uh, if wasn't, he, wasn't he their closer a couple years yeah, ago? Yeah, he was in the pen. Yeah, yes, okay, yeah. yeah. He start, he's starting now, and he's actually pretty good um, for those that follow uh, NL ball or are in an NL-only fantasy league. Dominating, right. dominating at 10-4. and four. Uh, Zach Plesak will pitch Wednesday. Now, here's the thing, Todd. Let's talk about this. What do the Indians do the rest of the week? Because now you're looking at the White Sox on the road Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, uh, you'll see Lance Lynn on Friday night. Did you see him get a base hit last night in the Sunday night game? That was pretty cool, actually, uh, watching him. He did a two-run single. Uh, Dallas Keuchel on Saturday and Dylan Cease on Sunday. So we miss Carlos Rodon, who, of course, no-hit us earlier in the year. So that's a bit of a uh, bit of a break. But if you're the Indians, you got Quantrill Tuesday, Plesak Wednesday. Do you skip Mejia? Because uh, McKenzie could pitch on Friday. Friday. Quantrill pitches Tuesday, so that's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, okay, I guess no, he would pitch could, Sunday. You could, you could skip two starters because you could really just go with Quantrill, Plesak, McKenzie, or Quantrill and Plesak. Well, no, Plesak's Wednesday. Yeah, well, yeah, you right. come. You could come back with McKenzie on Friday, on regular rest, yeah. but then I guess Mejia would have to pitch. Or are you bringing Morgan up? Mejia was not good the other night. Well, they said they did say when they sent Morgan down that they were going to bring him back up when it was because of the the skips. They wanted to keep him regular, and they were going to bring him back up for his you know basically his next turn. So they brought him down to Columbus. He was going to make one start and then come back. And Morgan, to be honest, Morgan's been way better than me. Mejia's been. I really wanted Mejia to be great, and he, he gets in this every first inning. He, it's it's like what Trevor Bauer used to do. He, he every first inning he's putting guys on base, and then it just drives up his pitch count. And, well, and uh, lefty lefties just destroy him. I mean, he just he, yeah, he's not yeah. figuring lefties out. I mean, righties he's yeah. pretty good against, especially yeah. when he kind of drops down a little bit. But lefties just I mean he's, he's I mean lefties hitting like three twenty against him. I'd have to count the. Days that Morgan has to be down for ten days, if I'm correct. Yeah. So he makes his one start. I I I don't remember the exact date that he was sent back down, but he will pitch one of those games this weekend, whether it's you know Friday or Saturday. That is my guess, and then you'll keep Quantrill on Sunday for for regular rest. So okay. I, that's my guess. I don't well, think. No, well, I, I mean, do if not you, think if, Mejia. If, I, I think when they make a move here. I think it's Mejia's going to go down for Morgan. That's that's what I think. It could be. It could be. So you're probably then seeing Mackenzie, Morgan, and Quantrill uh, against yes. the White Sox. So, look, look, in J.C.'s defense, he ended up going seven innings because you watched early in that game on Saturday night, and you're like, this guy's going to last three, four innings. But Hale, uh, DeMarlo Hale, filling in for Tito, left him out there, and he actually got better as the game wore on, but he still gave up three home runs. Yeah. So... You know, he's 24. He went six. He didn't go seven. Six. But it, it, it was yeah. a miracle he got through six, is my, is my point. He got he did get better, but you're right. If I had to pick one right now who I'm sticking with, I would stick with – I would go with Morgan over Mejia right now. 
and they sent Garza out, right, this week. Garza went down after uh, he pitched the other day. Is that what they did? Sure. I know they put Bieber on the 60-day in order to – they had to create a 40-man spot for Cam Hill. Is that what they did, sent Garza down? I, mean, I must have missed that. Yeah, Garza was sent down uh, when – I'm trying to think who was brought up. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But, yes, they got to – He's not currently on the roster, but you're still carrying, you know, eight million <laughs> relief pitchers. Oh, for you, Chang. That's what it was. For. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, that's the week ahead. And uh, again, the schedule's not. I mean, St. Louis is a 500 team, but they can really hit. And then the White Sox and the Blue Jays next week. I mean, um, this has been a rough stretch, but hopefully, a healthy Jose Franmil sat out yesterday with back spasms. Hopefully, he's fine. But um, I don't know. Well, this is an interesting week. Friday at four o'clock is the trade deadline. I expect, uh, you know, uh, you know, Antonetti and, and Chernoff, Chernanetti, as I call him. I expect them to be busy. I, I'm hopeful that by Friday we're talking about Eddie Rosario being gone, Brian Shaw and Lee and Cesar Hernandez. Deal the veterans. Shaw can always come back, but get something for him and let, let's see what the young guys can do. Bring Owen Miller up here. Let him play every day at second base or play Ernie every day. Whatever. Yeah. Love, love Cesar Hernandez. I, I like him, but if he can help a contender, he's not going to be here. He's not part of the future. We're loaded with middle infielders. So Exactly. All right, buddy. Well, uh, you're the man. Thanks to our friends at the Center for Advanced Dentistry and also Breaking Tea T-shirts. We'll, we'll, we'll do it all again next week. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.